Hi, my name is Amy Morgan. I'm the host of the Mindfulness Academy podcast. My journey to mindfulness began the way I think many do, through pain. Several years ago, I experienced a very difficult time in my life. I was very unhappy. It felt like my relationships were falling apart, my career wasn't what I had expected, and I experienced a life-threatening miscarriage to top it all off. I was super unhappy with where my life was. And I knew that I was the only person responsible for my own happiness. So I set out to figure out how to fix it. So I buried myself underneath a mountain of self-help books. I felt like I could get to the bottom of it if I just read one more book. And I did that for years. A couple of years, I plowed through book after book, trying to figure out how to be happy again. And I took loads and loads of notes. And I'd try things here and there. Maybe this was the path to help me become more happy. And it just never quite stuck. So at the end of the two-year expedition into knowledge, I stepped back and I read my notes. And I realized an interesting fact, that I was never truly present. That's what my notes really taught me, that that's, that was really the main problem. And so I began to learn more and more about mindfulness because it felt like that was the path out of the situation, that I was unhappy because I wasn't present. Truth be told, I think that was the truth. And I wasn't alone. Harvard published a study they say that 47% of our waking hours are spent thinking about things we're not currently doing. So we're thinking about the past, we're fretting about the future, and it makes us unhappy. Ding, ding, ding. So now I knew the path. And I signed up for the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction course developed by John Kabat-Zinn. And through this course, I learned how to sit mindfully to meditate. I learned how to move mindfully. Sometimes that looked like walking meditations, which I didn't know about before the course. Sometimes it looked like yoga. Sometimes it looked like scanning my body to get to know it more, figuring out where the aches and the pains and good sensations were in my body. I also learned how to be silent, which for me as a communicator, that's what I do in my everyday life, in my, in my career, was very, very difficult. In fact, at the end of the training, we had an entire day of silence. Yes, an entire day of silence. I'd never done anywhere near that long of a silence stint. And so in this day of silence, uh, it was very difficult for me. I, I'm a very talkative person and I had a lot of trouble being quiet and sitting with my thoughts, sitting with my feelings. And a lot of things came up during that day, as they likely do for most people. But I was shocked by what came up. One of the biggest things that came up during that day was a pain, a hurt that had come up 25 years earlier. At that time, my grandfather on my dad's side and my uncle were killed in a car accident, and I was about 13 years old. Um, he left, my uncle, he left behind my cousin who was my age and another cousin who was a couple years younger. And 
as part, as they were the leaders of my family's business, it left my father in a position of taking over and dealing with his own pain and dealing with the pain of our family. It was a lot for all of us to handle. And I still felt a lot of anger, a lot of pain that I thought had already been taken care of, processed, buried long ago. But it came up in a very vibrant way for me on that day, which was kind of shocking. And I was able to process it on that day of silence in a very unique way because I couldn't talk about it, which is torturous when you're having such big emotions. But what happened was I was able to process it in a different way. And honestly, after that day, it felt more healed than it ever had. And I'm grateful for that. So earlier I said that I was never present. So what was I doing? Well, what it looked like for me was that um, I was worrying about the past. I was fretting about the future. I was not present. And the form that it took in my particular life was that I did a lot of shopping. My husband was not a fan of that. I also um, worked a lot, sometimes worked all through the night. Not healthy for anything or anyone, quite frankly. I also engaged a lot in social media. I, I was not really present with myself and those around me during that time. That's how I kind of escaped. You know, a lot of folks will numb out um, or they will escape like, like I was doing. You starve yourself of essential nutrients. These essential nutrients are what you see, what you hear, what you smell. Reading a room, reading a person in a particular scenario, you rob yourself of those interactions and the truth and the essence of those interactions. And that's what I've been doing for a very long time. In the mindfulness-based stress reduction course, I learned how to be present through the modalities that I mentioned earlier. And at first, it was very, very difficult. Not just the day of silence at the end, but from the very beginning, it was a challenge for me. I would sit in uh, sitting meditation, and I would feel like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I sincerely did. I was always thinking, I need to check my phone. Surely one of the kids' teachers has texted me, something's going on, they didn't get a form signed, whatever it might be. Surely someone from the office needs something for me and I'm holding the whole train up by sitting here for 15, 20 minutes. But the thing is, is that the world kept spinning without me. And the more I sunk into that, the reality that the world would continue, the better I became at practicing mindfulness. It was very freeing, in fact. So I began to face my life. I began to look the unhappiness in the face and it became easier with every day I practiced. So once I began becoming more comfortable with practicing mindfulness, I decided I was going to share my journey with other people. I met with friends, I met with colleagues, and I shared with them what I'd been through, the pain and the learnings. And they opened up to me as well. I was privy to some very intimate conversations with folks. Um, they've been through some very difficult times. And what I realized in those discussions, though, is that they were in a place that I had been earlier, where they were stressing about the past, where they were fretting about the future. 
And I realized that I had the information, I had the experience, I had the training to help. And I wanted to. So I wrote The Chaos Antidote, A Fable About Mindfulness, which is a book that follows a small group of women. They are led by their sage older leader, Veda. She is teaching three women, Megan, Lucia, and Simone, how to be mindful. And through their mindfulness training, they become more present and more supportive of one another as a group. They also are dealing with some very big life events. And as I'll say in real life, mindfulness is not a cure-all. And it wasn't for the women in this book either. Hardships don't just disappear, but mindfulness changes us to better approach those difficulties, to be able to better handle those challenges. And it does it for the women in the book as well. Today, I am the founder and CEO of Good Aim Communications. It's a full service marketing company. And I am proud to say that every week our team practices mindfulness before our weekly team meetings. I'll create a weekly training that we're able to engage in together. And through that training, I find us to be consistently more calm, more focused, more ready to engage. I also find that it's bonding us as a team. We have these shared experiences that really helped bring us together. And I've really appreciated that. At this juncture, I'm launching the Mindfulness Academy podcast and I am overjoyed to do so. You may be asking, Amy, why mindfulness? Why, why all this mindfulness? I'm doing it because it is found that mindfulness can help us better manage anxiety and stress. And God knows we've all had so much of that. It can help us sleep better. And some even say that it can help us avoid illnesses. So why not, right? I also just personally feel like this may be my one and only life, as far as I know it is. And I want to be present for it. And I feel like that's the greatest gift I can give myself and everyone around me, is to give them my true presence. You might be asking, so what? is mindfulness exactly? A lot of folks just think mindfulness is sitting on a cushion. It's so much more than that. For me, mindfulness means paying attention to what's going on inside and around me. Pretty simple. It's noticing the sights and the sounds around me. It's noticing the waft of the coffee in the coffee shop. It's noticing the color of my colleagues' eyes as we sit across the table and talk. It's being present, really noticing what's going on around me. And what's going on inside of me are those thoughts and those emotions, really noticing those. So how I practice mindfulness, if I'm doing a sitting meditation, is I will consider, I consider seeing my thoughts as bubbles, okay? And you might be shocked if you practice this, which I highly encourage you to do, how many thoughts or bubbles come across the screen of your mind. It's really shocking. But we don't want to judge those thoughts because our brain's job is to think. And that's what it does all day, every day. And we're practicing letting it have a little break, just breathing through that, giving it that break that it needs. But just noticing in the meanwhile, maybe I'm thinking about a to-do list, 
something that needs to happen later today. Maybe I'm thinking about a really challenging discussion that I had with a friend or a colleague or my spouse. Maybe I'm thinking about um, what I want to do next um, in my career or um, in my personal hobbies. It's amazing what all will happen in your thoughts. And so I try to think about those bubbles coming across my mind and letting them go. If I think about them too much, if I try to go down rabbit holes on a particular bit, I'm popping the bubbles because I'm putting too much pressure on that. I just try to envision them floating by. And I find that that is very helpful. And if you notice, which you will, that your thoughts keep going and going and going, it's not about turning the thoughts off. It's a really challenging thing to do, but just notice them and let them go on by. And as quickly as you can, come back to your breath. That's it. That's what mindfulness is. It's not complicated. It doesn't take expensive equipment. It doesn't take all day, every day. If you practice in those moments, I like to do it in the morning personally. If you practice in the moments that you have, it's it's kind of like uh, strengthening your muscles, right? And so if you're strengthening those mind muscles to be more focused, to have more control over um, your experience, then when you're in difficult situations, you're more likely to notice, hey, I'm getting kind of heated here. You know, this is really triggering something in me. Um, or you might notice that, hey, I need to take a, a break from this conversation. I, I, I think I'll be better if I just take a walk around the block and get some fresh air before we talk more about it. We become more responsive and reactive. I think it's a maturity in us to practice mindfulness because instead of knee-jerk responses, we can be in touch with ourselves and respond even if that response is, I need a moment. That, that can do a grand favors to um, our relationships and even our relationship with ourself. So as I launch the Mindfulness Academy podcast, I have two simple goals. The first is to inspire you by the work that those I am interviewing on the podcast, what they're doing in our world. They're making it a better place through mindfulness. It inspires me and I hope it inspires you. My second goal is to equip you in each and every episode with a practical mindfulness tool that you can use in your everyday life. In fact, I will lead you in one right now. It's called the Glowy Daily Reflection Practice. This is a, an original practice that I developed myself and it's included in my book, The Chaos Antidote and the workbook. Um, Glowy is an acronym. Uh, the G stands for grateful the things that we're grateful for in our lives. The L is for lift up the things in our lives that might need resources or the lives of others that might need resources. The O is for observe. And again, that's going back to the basics of mindfulness. You're observing what's going on inside, your thoughts and your feelings, um, and or what's going on around you. Uh, maybe you're noticing um, some bright light like I am right now. <laughs> um, and the W is for wholesome intention so you get to set an intention for how you intend to be or show up in your day, in your life, in a particular scenario. I really love that one. But my favorite is the why. You are. The you are is it's your positive affirmation that you get to say to yourself before you head out into your day. And I love it. Sometimes I'll even give myself a little hug as I say it. So let's practice. I, I will go through the glowy daily reflection practice and you can think your own responses as we go through. So G stands for grateful. 
I am very grateful to be the host of the Mindfulness Academy podcast. It's an honor to do so. It's an honor to interview these wonderful human beings who are making the world a better place. And I feel really supported by my team at Good Aim Communications as they support my efforts. I'm very, very grateful for where my life is at this very juncture. Lift up. I lift up that we can truly inspire our listeners. We can truly equip our listeners with mindfulness tools that help them, that improve their everyday lives. That would be such a gift. And I would love that to happen. The O stands for observe. And so I observe, it's a little warm in here. We've been sitting in our studio for a while. And there is a very bright light that has been in my eyes for quite some time. So I'm noticing these physical sensations here. I'm also noticing I have a lot of positive energy. I feel um, my heart is happy. I feel at peace in this moment. And I'm thinking I may be the luckiest girl alive to be the host of a mindfulness podcast. Um, The W is for wholesome intention. And like most days in my life, my wholesome intention for today is to be truly present for myself and truly present for the people I encounter, my team, my husband, my children, um, folks that I meet out and about. I want to be truthfully present with them. And the last one is you are. So I am going to, I'm going to lean in, give myself a little hug. And I'm going to say, Amy, you are a wholehearted leader who's on a beautiful path. I hope you enjoyed the glowy daily reflection practice. Um, I hope to inspire your teams through the Chaos Antidote, a fable about mindfulness. It's accompanying workbook, the Mindfulness Academy podcast. And I would like to extend an invitation to you and your teams. We offer mindfulness training for teams, which is a really amazing thing. Our team could serve as testimonials for this. It's a powerful tool to have in your office. We are more connected. We are more calm. We are more focused. We are more engaged. We just jive better as a team having practiced mindfulness. So if you are interested in learning about how our team can help train your team in the ways of mindfulness, check out the Mindfulness Academy at mindfulnessacademy.us. Also, be sure to follow the Mindfulness Academy podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.